Coming up on today's federal newscast, the bill which would create a rotational assignment program for DHS intelligence workers passes the House again, but it still faces a senatorial hurdle. Congress offers a hefty increase for the Defense Department's budget. And it's now easier for agencies to ask for senior executives to join their team. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The House again passes a bill to set up a rotational assignment program for senior-level intelligence employees at the Homeland Security Department. The bill's sponsor, Congressman Mike Gallagher, says the rotations would develop cross-training, leading to greater communication within DHS, while also reducing the risk of security threats. The House approved the bill last year, but failed to pass the Senate before the end of the session. A bill to modernize and improve the security clearance process makes it out of committee. The Senate Intelligence Committee unanimously approves the 2018-2020 Intelligence Authorization Act, which includes Senator Mark Warner's security clearance legislation. The bill would also provide 12 weeks of paid parental leave to intelligence personnel, including adoptive and foster parents, and language to create a new supply chain risk task force for the intelligence community. Agencies will soon receive guidance from the Office of Management and Budget on the next step to implement the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. Chief Statistician Nancy Potok says OMB is in the very last stages of the approval process for the guidance. Speaking at an Association of Government Accountants conference, Potok says agencies will have some discretion on where incoming chief data and evaluation officers will fit into their agency's organization chart. The House Appropriations Committee is offering $700 billion for the Defense Department in 2020. The spending bill gives a 3.1% raise to troops and increases defense spending by about $16 billion compared to 2019. It is about $50 billion less than the White House requested. A joint team created by the military services looks to analyze barriers military spouses run into when looking for a job overseas. The team will make recommendations on how to make employment easier for spouses overseas. It's slated to issue final recommendations by the end of the year. The CEO of a company that allegedly made excess profits from almost all of its defense contracts is set to be grilled on Capitol Hill today. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Transdime has bought many of the military's sole source parts suppliers in recent years, mostly in the aviation industry. And a recent Pentagon IG audit found it dramatically marked up its prices for 46 of the 47 contracts auditors looked at, including, in one case, a 4,400% profit margin. The House Oversight Committee says it'll be asking whether the Transdime case is a marker of more systemic issues, including whether DOD contracting officers have the tools they need to negotiate fair prices. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A former IRS employee is convicted of tax evasion and obstructing internal revenue laws. A jury in Las Vegas found Craig Orock guilty of neglecting to pay federal income taxes and then obstructing the IRS's attempts to collect. Justice officials say he did so by hiding the proceeds from real estate deals he made. 
Agencies should have fewer hoops to jump through this year to request and allocate senior executives into their organizations. The Office of Personnel Management says it's streamlining the SES allocation process. Agencies no longer need to provide position descriptions or prioritize those positions when making SES requests for the next year. The template agencies previously used to account for SES positions are also shorter. OPM says agencies who want to change the size of their SES workforces have 60 days to make those requests. The Trump administration tells OPM, merge most of its functions to the General Services Administration or face a $70 million shortfall. The administration releases its case for change for the OPM reorganization and says it will submit a legislative proposal to Congress in the coming days. The legislative proposal will detail what authorities OPM needs to lift and shift its employees to GSA. DISA begins to lay out its plans to consolidate the fourth estate's technology. Federal News Network's Jason Miller is here with more. The Defense Information Systems Agency released a request for information last Friday, culminating eight months of work to figure out the initial steps to merge 14 defense agency networks. DISA seeks vendor input to develop a final acquisition strategy to eventually create a unified network and a set of common commodity IT services. The RFI could potentially lead to a 10-year contract focused on three goals, saving money, better cybersecurity, and improved services. Responses to the RFI are due June 3rd. I'm Jason Miller. Lawmakers in the National Capital Region want the Agriculture Department to hold off on its plans to relocate two USDA bureaus out of the D.C. area. They say USDA has not fully explained what legal authority it has to move the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture and want to give GSA a chance to get involved. Maryland and Virginia members and all four senators write to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. They're asking him to delay relocation until USDA provides more detail about the plans and the Agriculture Inspector General finishes its review of the move. The Census Bureau invites industry to gain skills in using the agency's data. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Tebbin. The Bureau launches Census Academy, a series of online courses to help people better use census data sets. Courses range from how to analyze census data using Microsoft Excel for those with medium skills to mapping census data in the R programming language and something called the Chloroplether Package. That one's for data analysts and developers. Weekly data gems give all sorts of advice for using census stats. I'm Tom Temin. And a bipartisan group in the House Veterans Affairs Committee wants more information about VA's plans to curb sexual harassment among female veterans and employees. Members say they learned harassment training for VA employees is not mandatory, and it's up to all local VA facilities to report whether their employees took the training. House VA Committee Chairman Mark Takano and Ranking Member Phil Rowe say it's unclear who exactly has received training. They want the VA central office to collect this information and report their findings to Congress. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. (music) 